Play the fucking intro. This is Dustin. And this is Eric. And this is SLC Punkcast. Thank you for joining us for episode 322. 322. Yes. 322. Uh, it sounds like a, a like a radio code. <laughs> <laughs> it's like this 322 to 301. Yes. Uh, we don't have an interview on this one or the next one, uh, but we'll probably get back to doing those. But because of that, we're mm. taking advantage packing in a bunch of tracks because so many people still keep sending us stuff which is fantastic yeah and, and so many people keep releasing stuff yes it's kind of it's kind of crazy making yeah. your damn head spin exactly trying to pack it in get it as close to when it gets sent to us as possible still backed up a little bit but every episode it seems like we get a little bit closer so uh, we're gonna definitely load up on this one just as we did on the last couple so let's get right down to it uh, new music We'll start on June 19th. Fury put out Vi, or V, V-I-E, which is a single on Triple B Records. Bodeget put out Blinded, which is a single. That's a solo band person <laughs> based here out of Salt Lake. <laughs> and we're going to play, uh, I think it's, is it this episode or the next one? It is the next one. So episode 323 will be playing that track. The Domestics will be releasing East Anglian Hardcore, or did, because this is on June 20th. Break Matt Fast Giver or BMFG, they released I'm Tired But I Keep On Rolling, which is an EP. BMFG, a big motherfucking giant. Yes. Uh, Pulso Eterno released Nadi A Quien Servir EP on the 20th. Infierno Greece released Tu Miedo Esu Poder on Take the City Records on the 20th. On the 21st, Viral Sun released Self Taught of Our Sun on. Rad Girlfriend Records. A uh, handful of releases on the 21st also include Neo Kira with Nuestra Conviction on Activar Hazlo Tumismix. Uh, Ink Bomb released Frankenstein, new single. Sonobathers released a new single, Rip It to Shreds. Intentional Overdose released a two-track single. One of the tracks is Suicide. The other one's actually is a band title, Intentional Overdose. Bankrupt released a new uh, LP, a liberal holiday. They sent it to us since last week. Definitely going to be getting that on on an upcoming episode. The Jansen released Berkelana Dalam Rong Dan Mimpi. Yeah, I don't know what that means. They're from Indonesia. Cool band. Played them before. Uh, the Ruffians, they released Straight Out of Dystopia. And I'm going to be talking about that one later on in the show. Uh, that one came out on the 23rd. The Tomb Tones released Ghost of Toast on Rigor Mortis Records. Oh, by the way, that last one, Ruffians, is on Denim Demon Records. Uh, Get Some, G-I-T, Get Some, released New Blood on Rad Girlfriend Records on the 23rd. Worst released Resurrected on 1054 Records on the 23rd. Uh, JJ and the A's released the self-titled on the 23rd. I thought you were going to say J.J. and the Abrams. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Maybe that's what they meant. They left it uh, kind of so you can interpret it as you wish. Yeah. Any other J.J. with an A. <laughs> Just didn't want uh, Mr. Abrams calling for residuals. <laughs> it's like, hey, if you're, if you're asking for royalties from us, you're going to go broke, sir. Exactly. So. REO released 
La Marca Maldita on Tough Ain't Enough Records. Uh, a couple more on the 23rd were Garage Years Compilation and a tribute to early Metallica. It came out on Coffin Curse. Lurking Class released the other EP. Wrath of Gods released Death Above, Chaos Around, Hell Inside EP. Eric will be talking about that on the next episode. Oh, yeah. Uh, Metric Fuckton and I Before E released a split EP. That's on the 24th. Uh, no More Lies released Il Cure de la Bestia on the 24th. Klaxon released two tracks, March on You, uh, with the other one being Anti-Socialite. On the 25th, Dirty Job released Live and Loud. Rum Kicks, they're out of South Korea. They released Born Rude. That's the English translation. The Guillotines on the 30th will be releasing We Mean Nothing to You, which is a single. Revenge Beast will be releasing a self-titled. On the 30th, uh, a few other releases that will come out this Friday, the 30th. Puffer, which will be releasing self-titled EP. Spirito di Lupo will be releasing Viro la Tua Fazia ne Giorni di Pioggia on La Vida es un Amus Discos. <laughs> Throwouts will be releasing Living Today, Dying Tomorrow on Lake Town Records. Strike 12 will be releasing Last Band Standing on Thousand Islands Records. The Drowns and The Last Gang will be doing a split one track each. will be coming out on Pirates Press. Power Alone will be releasing Nothingness EP. Carsick will be releasing Drunk Hymns EP on Alcopop Records. Then on the fourth, Liberty or Death Records compilation, Canines for Warriors should be out. The seventh is Sad Park with No More Sound on Pure Noise Records. What Goes Up will be releasing Laws of Gravity on Rad Girlfriend Records. Uh, those are both on the 7th. And I'm going to wrap it up with two releases on July 8th. The Hemorrhoids with At the Earth's Core on Mom's Basement Records. And finally, Rust releasing Double Denim and a Bottle of Bleach on Dammit Records. <laughs> I like that title. I do too. It's a cool album cover. I've seen the album cover too. Uh, that's my list. Eric, what do you have to add? I have a I have a couple to add. Um, yeah, Fury released their Vi single. I gave that a listen. Pretty good. Awesome. Pretty damn good. Uh, Move released Imperialist Rain and their Summer Trend, which features Kay Phillips and River Elliott. That single that we talked about last episode. Okay. On the twenty second, uh, Paranoid released uh, Taiketeke Kuno, which I will be talking about in just a few minutes, and I will uh, I will translate that also in just a few minutes. <laughs> and also, Cannibal Corpse released Blood Blind on the twenty second. I did not know they were busy. <laughs> I'm like Jesus. They just released an album. Oh, wait, that was two years ago. Yeah, they're about due for another. <laughs> Comes another out in one. September. Yep, it is. <clears throat> That's going to be the, uh, what is it called? Chaos Horrific. Okay. Yeah, but I listened to Blood Blind. I'm like, that's that's Cannibal Corpse doing their Cannibal Corpse thing, and it's heavy as all hell. I love it. I love it. Anyway, moving on from there. On the 23rd, Graf Orlock released their End Credits EP. Destiny Bound released their Be My Vengeance. And, yep, Wrath of Gods, Death Above, Chaos Around, Hell Inside. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I've listened to that EP multiple times over, and it is heavy. Yeah, but we'll be getting into that next week. On the 27th, The Abusements released their single, Heaven. <laughs> so, so nice. <laughs> and on the 28th, Dead Heat released yet another single, Eyes of the Real. And listen to that as well. It's fucking awesome. 
You know, you know, I'm a sucker for thrashy hardcore shit. <laughs> I was talking to that with my uh, friend last night. She's like, my main, my main choices of music that I've been listening to lately is like hardcore death metal and uh, emo sad boy shit. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. And then you got me. I listen to a bunch of thrash and hardcore and uh, lately ACDC. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> too much of that. But yeah, those are all the uh, new releases I have coming up. Every other thing is uh, that I have listed right now that I'm aware of is coming out in August. Cool. Yeah, but apparently there's some uh, shit that has been coming out that I'm not privy to. Privy to. I forgot the Creeping Death released a new album, <laughs> and I'll be talking about them in a few. Nice. But, but before uh, before long, let's talk about some of the new stuff. Let's talk about Paranoid. Yes. Yep. Paranoid. I mean, this has basically been the headquarters for, uh, you know, all the current events of Paranoid's uh, music. Because, <laughs> I mean, hey, they keep releasing music, and it just happens to be good. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah, for those of you that don't remember, if uh, this is your first time tuning in and you haven't heard who Paranoid was, here's the uh, London. Uh, excuse me. Here's the rundown. They formed in Sweden in 2012, and they advertised themselves as Paranoid, but in Japanese symbols. So, yeah, it's kind of a weird uh kind of a weird mix, but whatever. And they are a mix of like uh early early black metal. I'm talking when uh, Venom was still kind of uh, laying down that idea and a lot of uh D-beat with some mix of uh thrash and uh and some death metal here and there. I say that because they have some blast beats going on. <laughs> and they've been releasing singles uh pretty pretty regularly for the past uh couple of years especially the especially last year they released like four singles at different parts of the year like uh let's see i have them uh yeah right here kill the light vanished resilience possessed and the great reset they were all consecutively released in 2022 and they all had the same art style in their covers with like these red white and black stencil designs it looked like a it looked like a comic book and I thought that that was just their weird way of how they would release an EP. Because, I mean, it's four songs, and it's got the same style, but they're like four different singles. I'm like, huh. <laughs> well, maybe they're just playing the algorithm game because, you know, people have time to listen to one song. They might have enough time to listen to an EP, but you're lucky if you release an LP and people will uh, grant, <laughs> grant you the attention span. <laughs> so I thought that that's what they were doing, but no, a Apparently it was just a. Uh, oh, what I what I mean is like I thought they were gearing up to be releasing an EP. Gotcha. But no, apparently they were doing uh, what I just described, just uh, playing the algorithm game, or maybe because they just really they had an artist friend that wanted to display his <laughs> his work, and it's like, True. yeah, you know what? We'll we'll help you out with that. <laughs> I don't know what the reasoning is, but it it looked cool and it sounds cool. They were, I played a few of those. Uh, uh, those songs on here. I know I did Possessed and The Great Reset. Maybe I did Vanish Resilience as well, but yeah, I'd be, su I'd be surprised if I didn't play all of them. <laughs> uh, maybe I was taking a break. I was like, yeah, you know what? I've been overloading them. I'm starting to make them feel paranoid. <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> anyway, they're, anyway, they just released a new single called Take Take Kono, which is Japanese for Systematic Anguish. Okay. Oh, ooh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, and this is a follow-up to their uh, previous, uh, the previously released uh, Shimin Teki Fufukju, <laughs> Fufukoyu. <laughs> I, 
Let's see. It's a Fufu Kuju. There we go. I'll go with that. Yeah, Fufu Kuju. I know. It's just my my dumb Western brain seeing that. Oh, it's, it spells fuck in there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. But one thing that I noticed is that this, uh, that, that single, along with the current one, are sporting similar artistic styles in the in the covers and the thumbnails that you see on the okay. on their Bandcamp, and I'm like, are they doing the same thing that they were doing with the previous lease releases? But no, this one is actually gearing up for the release of a six song EP called Scum, and that's spelled C dot S dot C dot U dot M. Cool. Yep, <laughs> it says come. okay that's my last one of the day i promise almost but (laughs) maybe (laughs) it might be it might be so help me god anyway the so yeah we are getting a uh, semi full-fledged release because you know it's an ep not an lp (laughs) yeah six songs of uh of some awesome uh well whatever their fucking sound is however you want to categorize it it kind of it kind of flows with each song like this one, Systematic Anguish, I'm not going to try and speak Japanese again, <laughs> is more on the D-beat side of things. It's got an exaggerated fuzz tone in the guitars, and it's got some aggressive groove that you can only hear in those, uh, in those disc bands. Uh, but it's not complete without its uh, harmonizing solos. So, so, yeah, that's what to expect in this uh, new Paranoid song. If you haven't listened to them yet, well... Yeah, check out their Bandcamp. They have an extensive catalog, my they friends. Do. Yeah, or you can go back and listen to any one of the previous episodes of SLC Punkcast. You're bound to find at least one. <laughs> at least it's true. One. So yeah, here is systematic anguish. Anguish. Can't even speak English. The fuck <laughs> by paranoid. Yeah. 
Yeah, there you go. It's uh, paranoid doing what they do best. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I'm uh, I'm excited to see uh, to hear the rest of that EP come out. Those uh, those last two songs are fucking they're fucking amazing. That's awesome. Anyway, um, have a bit of an update here. I said how uh, <clears throat> Dead Heat just recently. Uh, actually, <laughs> that's uh, that's actually not bad. Recently. <laughs> recently. Yeah, recently. Coin that term. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Trademark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm gonna keep going with that. Recently, their uh, single "Eyes of the Real." Well, I just looked on their Instagram, and there is an album coming out in July, the 28th of July. It's gonna be called. Yeah, what is it called? Let's see. Well, they have a video out for the uh, <laughs> for the Eyes of the Real, brought to you by Decibel.com. But it's not telling me what the uh, album Endless is. Endless Torment EP. Endless Torment? Yeah, from tri- on Triple B Records on the 28th. Ah, Okay. Yeah, it says now streaming on all platforms. That's just <laughs> that's just talking about the single. I'm like watching the little video right now. There <laughs> we go. Yes, endless torment. It's got a it's got a weird looking uh <clears throat> got a weird looking guy with these crazy sunglasses. Looks like his uh, face is coming off poltergeist style. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, there's that to look forward to. I know I am. They say it's an LP, but it's an EP. Uh. That's what I found when I got like the pre-release because some of the labels will send like pre-release info that I get Triple B being one of them and it listed it as an EP. Could be wrong. Could mm. be wrong. Uh, I, it's been a while since I've seen it. It probably sent it like three, four weeks ago. Well, I wouldn't be surprised either way because their last album came out in 2021. So, I mean, was it? Yes. Yes, it was. World at War. That was 21. Okay. So, so yeah, two years, another album. It seems to add up. Right. <clears throat> Agreed. Yeah, well, so yeah, there you go. I will be playing Dead Heat at some point in the next uh, couple months because I really loved their last album. Yeah, this is the third band to have re- that released an album two, roughly two years prior that I really loved, and now they're doing a follow up. And I'm like, okay, okay, because there was, <laughs> yeah, there was Drain with their with their release this year and the same thing with Enforced and now Dead Heat. I'm like, okay, all three of you had fucking home runs the first time around. Let's see if you could do it again. And I have to listen to the first two again. I gave them a go around each one time, one time each, and I need to do it again. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, this this shit is good. And then I forgot about it. <laughs> Well, on a future episode. Yes, on a future episode. Maybe not even on a future episode, just in future time. I there really go. gotta I really gotta get off my ass. <laughs> listen to too much hardcore lately. I need to listen to more metal. <laughs> All right, let's get into some other bands. Uh, I got several shared with us. Uh, like I said on the last episode too, a uh, couple bands that we met w- during punk rock bowling. So wanted to kind of feature some of them. Some of them coming to you know we we are close to Las Vegas. So some of the bands that went also close to Las Vegas, meaning they also when they go do shows they come to Salt Lake, and a lot of these bands have. So we'll get to those first. We're going to go with the band Reason to Leave. They're from Northwest in England. They are on Horn and Hoof Records. Scott of Horn and Hoof Records sent an email about the band's release, uh, Rise and Grind, which uh, is an EP. came out on June 16th. They sent the email on June 13th. Definitely trying to get 
these, like I said, as close as we can, just backed up because there's there's just a finite amount of time and spots that we have per episode. So let's get to a track from Reason to Leave. Thank you, Scott, for always sharing stuff on Horn and Hoof Records, who we had, did an interview with. Like We've been doing the show for over six years, so probably like four and a half years ago, my guess. It was a long time ago we did the interview wow. with Horn and Hoof Records. So uh, thank you to them for always sharing their stuff. We are going to play something. We'll listen to it all together. Here we go. Reason to leave off of Rise and Grind. It is Last Words. stuff from england that's a reason to leave yeah it sounded like that uh <clears throat> sounds like england's dipping into the uh, west coast a little bit because <laughs> that had a very you know dillinger forest strung out sound to it nice. you know metal infused pop punk <laughs> right cool stuff thank you again to scott horn and hoof records always putting out cool stuff next up one of those bands i was telling you about the disorderlies got to meet them during punk rock bowling uh they're from seattle they just actually put out a new album at the end of last year. It's called Ten Years Later, because the band started in 2010. So I, realistically, I guess that's 12 years later. But maybe it's from a specific album, not a specific date. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Disorderlies, though, put out Ten Years Later on October 12th of 2022. It's great to meet them. I think they'd recently, if I remember right, because it's been a month now, but I think they had recently played a show here in Salt Lake. So looking forward to the next time uh, that they will be coming through. One of those bands we talked about on the last episode, uh, Land of Wolves, will be making their way through at the end of next week or kind of middle of next week or something like that, right? Yeah, the uh, on the 6th. Yes. So, yeah, that is uh, yeah that is middle of next week. That's a Thursday. Okay. 
Yeah. That's uh yeah, that's gonna be fun. One that I wish I was playing, but yeah, it's, it's, you have to check them out. Yeah, Brown. I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna check them out. Right. <laughs> Yeah, just apathetics were supposed to play that show, right. but because of uh, Ben's uh, current issues with his back, he's and uh, the medication that he's on that's going to practically deplete his immune system for a few weeks. He is going to be isolating as fuck. So we couldn't we couldn't do that show. Yeah, makes yeah. sense. Got to be safe. Yep, but it's going to be a fun one because uh, our boys in Fancy Lads uh, covered for us. Awesome. Yeah, and and got this guy this band Dream Weapon. Cool. Yeah, Dream Weapon. I never heard of them, but that's also because they're pretty new and a style of music that I don't necessarily, well, don't necessarily hate or not like or anything of that sort. But I'm not aware of the type of music that's going on <laughs> in uh, in Salt Lake, other than like a uh, punk and metal and hardcore. That that shit I'm more in the loop with. But these guys are more psychedelic. Well, I'm interested to hear you report back if you get to see the psychedelic guys, but. Uh, the other band, though, Land of Wolves, Bram of Barking Mad, he was telling me that he's they're doing the Denver show. He's really excited to play with them as well. So check them out. We'll probably be talking about more of that here later on in the show. Back to the Disorderlies. Point was is hopefully they make their way back here again. Off of 10 years later, we're going to check out the last track. There was a whole bunch of cool ones. I like, uh, I like their style, but... Uh, after I heard elitist punks, I thought, you know what? Stuff like uh, this I, should get played. Yeah. Right? God damn those fucking gatekeepers. <laughs> exactly. So here goes. It's the Disorderlies with elitist punks.
<laughs> you know, it sounds like that was written as a as, as like a high a, a high strung acoustic punk song, and then they're like, hey, you know what? Let's just uh, play it through an electric guitar. <laughs> uh, it's fantastic. Love the message, and then they did just a great job of making you know a message that a lot of us would absolutely back, unless I guess you're an elitist punk, you probably don't want to be called out. <laughs> but I'm not an elitist. <laughs> I just am disgusted with these kids coming in and totally botching everything that we fought to achieve. <laughs> uh, which is what exactly? <laughs> uh, thinking for yourself? I think these kids are also thinking for themselves. Right. <laughs> uh, I think they did great. And they made a great sing-along, like right Aren't, we're, we're both kind of mouthing as we're going along, but like singing, and yep. we're into the song because they did a good job. Uh, yeah, you know, if I want to, if I want to give it a quote, it's like, "Don't be a gatekeeper, be a great teacher." Right. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> there and, you are. I coined another phrase. <laughs> and fuck all the elitist punks. They're all yeah. stupid cunts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Most of them. Some of them are. Yeah. Some of them you don't want to pay attention to, but some of them. You just can't help but laugh at them. There's <laughs> like, oh, oh no, dude, you're totally off, way off the mark. But keep going, keep going. I want to, I want to see how far this will go. All right, we got a, another uh, newer track here. Uh, the band is CIDB. That's an acronym, CIDB. Uh, they're from Montreal in Quebec. Got a message on June 9th from the band, but also, uh, and that's from Jay. So thank you, Jay, uh, from Pills Sessions. That's a diz, if I'm not mistaken, uh, about this band too, because the CIDB self-titled EP was released uh, on Pills Sessions, which you can go check out, uh, Pills Records and Pandemics Records uh, over on Bandcamp. And uh, on an episode in about two weeks, I'll be doing a couple label features, and I'll be featuring this being one of the labels. I'll be playing more from it, but wanted to get this one here. Uh, the band did just release that EP on June 7th, just a couple weeks back. And so, again, thank you, Jay, for sharing it with us. I'll be playing a different track on that upcoming episode. On this one off the EP, it's CIDB, and the track is Duality. Not to be mistaken with the uh, Slipknot Duality. This is not a cover. <laughs> <laughs> you said it, not me. <laughs> Oh, yeah. 
CIDB. See, I did bad. Hey, maybe that's what it means. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Every time I see acronyms like that, I always think, what's the most ridiculous thing that I could come up with? <laughs> and maybe that could be it. Uh, I, I don't know. I have no idea what it is. Let's see. Let's see. Can I do bees? <laughs> <laughs> could I dance no, I can't think of the B. Never mind. I'm going to fuck that one up. I'm just going to say I'm looking forward to playing more from the Pills Records, Pills Sessions. Uh, CIDB, just kicking it off. Give you an idea of what uh, we will get to on that particular episode of Punkin' Worldwide. That track, again, was Duality Off, their self-titled. Any other acronyms that you have? Connie, I doo-dooed in my britches. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I like it. Uh, good stuff. Go check them out. Uh, we do have, uh, we're going to move on to the older, lesser known. Uh, Eric's got one that's, uh, you know, not that old, but it's a few months back. I mean, it's, it's like a, it's almost five months. Yeah, February. It's not that old, not that new, It's uh, but it's there. Right. <laughs> yeah, I'm talking about the band, I'll be talking about the band Year of the Knife. Yeah, near Year of the Knife. I think I, I think I talked about them on the show before when their uh, uh, yeah when their last album came out, which right. was the uh, uh, let's see, Internal Incarceration. And I'm like, yeah, that's so nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for for those of you who don't know, Year of the Knife, they are a uh, they are a straight edge hardcore band from Delaware, formed in uh, 2015. They began as a five piece with uh, Tyler Mullen on vocals. And twin brothers Aaron and Andrew uh, Kizaluski. Uh, sure. Yeah, Kizaluski. I'm not entirely sure how you pronounce that. I think I misspelled it too. Uh, anyway, they're uh, on guitar and drums, respectively. And uh, <clears throat> husband and wife Brandon and Madison Watkins on guitar and bass. And it's basically hardcore with breakdowns and blast beats. <laughs> and also, they're straight edge, you know, just in case. Because right? they're like, that's the first thing that you hear out of Turtle Incarceration. It's like, straight edge is important. And I'm sort of paraphrasing. Anyway, they did, a, yeah, they did Ultimate Aggression in 2019 and Internal Incarceration in 2020, both of which were pummeling records <laughs> and it was enough for them to uh, really leave their mark. And then the pandemic hit in 2020, and things uh, slowed down. And, you know, in an interview with uh, uh, their now vocalist, uh, Madison, who has taken over on vocals with uh, uh, Jumping from the Bass, uh, they, yeah, they wrote this single, Dust to Dust, which was a three-song single, kind of an EP, with uh, other songs including Control C and, uh, duh, 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 what was the other one? Oh, yeah, duh, the title track, <laughs> <laughs> and Victim. Yeah, now, uh, before I get into this one, uh, Year of the Knife's kind of got a weird history, because <laughs> after 2020, they, uh, I'm not exactly sure what happened, but word around the campfire is that they may have broken up, and then they got back together with uh, sort of the same lineup, minus Tyler. Okay. And that's when uh, Madison took over on vocals, whilst uh, her husband Brandon put down his guitar and uh, decided to handle the bass duties, you know, which is... Uh, yeah, which is really weird because I kind of forgot they were a five piece because I saw them the last time they were here with uh, Terror, Knocked Loose, and Jesus Piece. That okay. was one of the last shows I went to at Club Sound. Was it the last last one? I don't think it was, but still, it was a it was a great show. Nice. <laughs> uh, 
And yeah, they were a five piece back then. And seeing them now, I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Something is off here. <laughs> Wasn't there one more person in this band? <laughs> Wasn't that chick on the bass? <laughs> something is not right. Yeah, something is or not off. We'll call it off. Not right makes yeah, it sound off. wrong. No, it's not wrong because it's uh, they're doing pretty good. But yeah, the reasons uh, for this change are unclear. I looked at all these uh, interviews, and uh, you know, all the interviews I could find were, you know, them doing promos for their last album, while Tyler was still in the band. And then I started looking at interviews for this current release, and yeah, it was just Madison talking about the inspiration behind it. Nothing was being talked about about uh, you know why the the shift in the band's uh, structure. Okay. And I was like, all right. But what's even weirder is if you go on their Instagram, you will not see any posts prior to the release of this single. I've seen a few bands do stuff like that where they'll go back and just purge everything. And, you know, I've never really delved into it, but I've noticed that some bands have done that. At a certain point, they purge whatever happened previous. Yeah. It's almost like they're disowning everything that was released while Tyler was on vocals. So I'm like... Was there like a huge falling out or something like that? Or, you know, but then that begs the question, because I, I just saw these guys yesterday. And yeah, they practically played a plethora of brand new songs, which were fucking awesome. You know, one of which was this, uh, the one that I'm playing now, but uh, going to play. Uh, but yeah, they did play some old school songs. They they announced it and I was able to recognize them. I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah, I I know that. I know this song. You know, so it's not like they completely disowned the music. You know, if there was such a music written in that era when Tyler was on vocals that was such a bad taste, you know, you'd think that they wouldn't play any of that. But it also begs the question, why reform the band as a different lineup? Well, same people, but different positions and not call yourself something different. Yeah, you you know, quickly... The, I was looking, doing an episode that'll be coming out on Punkinoy Worldwide. It's uh, doing UK bands. I did a London Legends, right? So it's all the bands that were like the original punk bands. And so two of them on there, Chelsea being one of them, right? Chelsea started in 76. Three of the band members left that same year that they started because they did three opening act, or th- uh, they opened three shows and did all covers. And that's probably why the three band members left. One of those band members being Billy Idol, because that's where Billy Idol started, was in Chelsea. And then him and the two other band members moved on and formed Generation X in the same year. So they didn't, you know, that's the bulk of the band. And they didn't go on to be called Chelsea, even though they were all from Chelsea where the band was formed, right? They came up with a different name. Yeah. But I guess, to be fair, there was no prior discography or anything because they were doing all covers up to that point. Yeah, <laughs> that is true. And then there's the whole thing with uh, you know bands that are still going on that have no original members. It's like, yeah, uh, yeah that, which is also kind of strange. It's like a group of kids got together, they started a band, they got some other people in there, and then one person was getting disinterested, and then the next guy was kind of taken over, then he got disinterested, and then the next person comes in and... You know, she becomes the ringleader. It's like whatever. It's, it's all, it's all over the place. Sometimes they should have a name. It's like that Australian Pink Floyd, right? Like I'm not into Pink Floyd. I don't know who any of the guys are in Australian Pink Floyd. I'm just assuming <laughs> based on the name. It's some Australian dudes 
that play Pink Floyd. And I've heard people that have gone to see him, and I guess they do a really good job if you're into Pink Floyd. But the point is, is like you pointed out, if all the band members are gone, instead of reforming under a completely different name, and definitely instead of performing as a name where all original band members are gone, mm -hmm. then maybe you're the whatever from wherever, or the something yeah. that's similar to, but you have something in addition to, kind of denoting that you're, people know what to expect to hear, but not expect to see, yeah. right? Because you're not going to see any of the band members. I assume you're not seeing any of the original Pink Floyd members when you're seeing <laughs> Australian half Pink of them Floyd. Are dead. <laughs> right, right. Again, I'm not going to, I don't know enough. I'm just saying that with that concept, they did the right thing. I hear people say they do a really good job of Pink Floyd songs, which is great because there's obviously a lot of mm -hmm. people that want to go hear Pink Floyd songs. And any of these bands that you might be thinking of when you're saying this, I'm sure there's plenty of people that want to see those songs perform live, yeah. even if it's not the original members, for whatever reason. The original members passed away, moved on, want nothing to do with the band or the music. You know, numerous reasons it could be. Mm -hmm. But for whatever that reason is, there's still great songs out there, and why not perform them? Just... Uh, have a, a proper notation of who's doing it. <laughs> yeah, it's sort of like how sports teams work. You know, you're you're not watching the same. Uh, you know, you're not watching the same. Uh, you know, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Right. You're not watching the original team because most of them have uh, retired and died. Right. You know, but even the, even now, you're not looking at the exact same team with all the same players as there was the season prior. Right. You know they. You know, everyone's getting traded in and traded off, and just uh, you know, they're going all around. True. Yeah. So you're really, uh, you're really a fan of the logo, <laughs> if anything. <laughs> <laughs> sure, you could be if you really go into it, and if you are a diehard uh, Steelers fan, sports fan, whatever. I'm not. I just like to watch people move with a ball <laughs> in their hands. I don't know. Uh, but but yeah, you know the what players are who and you are able to be like, yeah, that's a good player. It's a, he's a good addition to this team. Uh, and I also like this player. They work well off of each other. Right. So it's going to suck when they uh, get traded into different teams, you know? True. So yeah, bands apparently are functioning the same way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but this one is just a little, it's just a little bizarre to me. Cause uh, I don't know, maybe it was the name that, they just really wanted to come up with a name. And maybe Tyler wasn't the guy who came up with the name as well. You know, maybe it was Madison. Right. Or maybe it was, uh, you know, I'm actually willing to say that it was Brandon because he was the, he got interviewed a lot and he seems to have been like the, uh, uh, not the ringleader, but definitely the brain behind a year of the knife. Gotcha. And, uh, you know, music wise, you know. I don't know if he had any hands in the lyrics or anything like that, but I I think that he would be the one who's like holding the name. So, so yeah, it'd be like it'd be like his band, right? I guess. So yeah, you do have original members on there, and yeah, I think I just answered my own question <laughs> <laughs> again. This is all speculation. I don't know Jack or shit, and Jack left town about Year of the Knife's <laughs> you know, history or personal lives or anything like that. I didn't even know that Brandon and Madison were married until I started doing my research for the sake of this episode. Nice. But, uh, so, so, yeah, that was a bit of a side tangent. I hope you enjoyed yourselves. Uh, let's get back to this fucking EP. There are three songs on it, like I said, and they're all, it all equate, it amounts to seven minutes. Uh, that's including Control plus C. 
If you know that, that's the key code for copy on a computer. And that song is about giving into societal pressures and blending in with the crowd. Control C. I was like, that is that is awesome. It's kind of dated, but it's still awesome. Cut, copy, paste. Uh, the title track is about the struggles of addiction and how one doesn't grant themselves the humility to seek for to seek out recourse. You know, these guys are straight edge. What do they know about being <laughs> being addicts? Uh, maybe some of them were and are in recovery, but you know, again, I don't know. Right. <laughs> yeah. But still, even if you don't have, uh, even if you don't have history, but more affiliation to those who are, you know, who have been or either currently are addicted, which, which is someone like me, I know those people. I got friends who have been addicted, who are in recovery, who have relapsed, who have died, right. and yeah, who have OD'd, who have come back from the dead, so to speak. I know a lot of uh, I know a lot of junkies and ex junkies. It's. <laughs> It's a pretty, br- it's a pretty brutal world. Absolutely. And, yeah. It's like, yeah, I'm, I'm not going anywhere near that shit. <laughs> so yeah, maybe they're just, maybe it's just observational. But the song that I really want to talk about, and this is the one that they played last night that really uh, stood out to me, is the song "Victim," and it is about people who lack any degree of empathy while also using their current unfortunate situation to act as the agent of abuse to another. It's like, oh, fuck you, man. It's like, you think that that excuses everything just because you're in a shit mood, you're in a shit position? No, you're just trying to bring everyone down to your level. Right. So it's about like uh, trying to stand up to that shit. Also, Madison wrote that song in an interview. She wrote it while listening to a lot of the band Irate. Yeah, the old, not exactly old school, like a mid-90s New York hardcore band. Cool. And... I'm actually going to be playing a song of theirs on the next episode. It's uh, I have kind of a weird history with that one, <laughs> but that'll be next week. For now, here is the song that was inspired by Irate. This is Victim by Year of the Knife. Yeah. 
So yeah, that's uh, that's pretty damn good. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I went back and listened to some of uh, Year of the Night's early catalog just to, you know, for comparison. And music-wise, it's, um, you know, it's not much different. Again, this is Brandon holding the helm of all the uh, death metal-infused fucking, uh, uh, fucking hardcore. <laughs> so, so, yeah, he knows what he's doing. But the big, the big change is obviously the vocals. Tyler, he was, like, really low and hit a lot of those uh, great gutturals. You know, he wasn't... He wasn't going to corpse grinder standards, but he was still <laughs> holding his own. Uh, whereas Madison, you know, it's kind of expected. She's also of a higher pitch, and it sounds closer, uh, rather from death metal, but to more like a black metal. You know, the the typical black metal uh, demon screams. The <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So she's uh, she's closer to that. But you know, there were some uh, uh, death metal bands that held that. Uh, caliber as well like arch enemy you know she was yeah at least angela gasso was very high-pitched same thing with children of bodom lexi lejo had that had that black metal screech so yeah they're still considered a death metal band it's because of the music there's actual technicality in there <laughs> and black metal's just just a bunch of kids in their mom's basements trying to be brutal. <laughs> so, of course, it sounds like shit. That's not to say that death metal guys weren't either. They were just smarter. <laughs> nice. You know, that they didn't go around uh, burning churches and killing their friends. <laughs> Fucked. Yeah, yeah, I'm just sounding like the fucking rock critic boy. But, yes, there is a, there is a distinguishable uh, uh, change in the, in the music. You just kind of have to listen to it. It's like a... I don't know if you want to get technical with it. The production is a little more, uh, a little more raw. Whereas I wasn't too big of a fan of the production in uh, in, in their album, the Incarceration album. So, so yeah, it's nice to know that they're uh, getting a little, uh, yeah, keeping it a little uh, rough around the edges. It's still sounding great. Like it doesn't sound like a basement demo. Nothing That's good. Like that. Yeah. But but yeah, the music more or less the same. It's just a lot of blast beats and a lot of breakdowns and a lot of nerve. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, and they have a new album that is uh, coming out. They they didn't specify a release date. They're saying like like they announced it on stage. I think it's gonna be sometime in July, maybe August. But it, cool, something is coming. So this will be uh, Year of the Knife Part Two. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah. And I'll, uh, I'll talk more about their uh, performance uh, when we get to uh, the segment where we talk about shows. Sweet. Yeah. But for now, we've gone on quite a bit about Year of the Knife. And not necessarily them, just uh, <laughs> sort of the idea of their current, uh, their current state. Right. <laughs> yeah. But you got something for us. I do. Got a couple. Uh, first, another one of those bands we got to meet at Punk Rock Bowling. It was Dead Streets, also out of Seattle. Uh, they put out Clarion Call, which is a five-track EP, on May 4th of 2022, so just a bit over a year ago. Uh, it was great to get to meet so many cool people and people in bands as well, so definitely want to support uh, those folks as well, even though they may not have specifically said, hey, uh, you know, like so many of the other bands I've been going through, I still want to point out, hey, cool bands out there, check them out. Uh, from Clarion Call, uh, and by the way, the band formed in 2019, so a relatively newer band as opposed to, like I said, the Disorderlies had formed in 2010. Well, these, these guys formed in 2019, so about four years ago. Uh, last year, 
Clarion Call. And they had five tracks there. Kind of struggling to pick, but I thought, you know what, the title track. But not the title track of the EP, the title track of the band. So here's Dead uh-huh. Streets, going to bring, uh, bring you Dead Streets. <laughs> streets well it sounded very lively to me <laughs> right <laughs> those streets are alive but they're dead so they're undead the undead streets <laughs> <laughs> there, there's some halloween ideas for you guys right all right cool band dead streets out of seattle that was the title track of the band dead streets uh it's great to meet them and hopefully they as well come through here they're from seattle so not too far the next band is a two-piece band and they are based out of Phoenix Glendale in Arizona, so not far from here. I don't know if they play a lot of shows. Anyway, the band, I, got, I received an email on June 4th, and it was from Roger. Roger does drums and vocals in the band. And then the other member of the band is Bill on guitar and bass, but he does guitar and bass through an octave splitter. So that's how you're going to get the sound that you're going to hear in a minute. Mm. 
Both band members played in the band Gristle in the 90s. Now they're doing Double Fisted. Uh, the song's short. I've probably talked as long, if not longer, than the song's going to be. It's one minute and two seconds long uh, in talking about the song. So we'll, talk, uh, we'll get the song going here in just a moment. The release that came out on October 13th of 2018 for Double Fisted, it's almost a tongue twister. The name of the album is Six Sick Six Pack Songs of Slimy Southern Fried Sorry Assed Sickness. Well, okay, that's very <laughs> sick. <laughs> Indeed it is. The, the track's called Prodigal Son, so here we go with some Double Fisted. Like I said, fast. Well, that's fine. Because, <laughs> I mean, we have a lot to get through. It's kind of nice to have a break like that. Right? Prodigal Son, Double Fisted. Thank you again, Roger. Uh, Eric and I both have some albums on this episode. But before we do, we're going to talk uh, about some live shows. Eric obviously has mentioned a live show he's seen in the last week. Yes. And then we'll talk about the live shows that will be coming up as well. So, Eric, what you see? Well, I saw a total of three shows, actually. Look at you. Yeah, two of which I didn't even mean to go to. <laughs> the first one I went to, uh, I went to Crucial Nights <clears throat> over at uh, Aces. I didn't see all the bands, but I saw, well, I guess the important ones. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's... Sometimes that's the way it goes. Yes, it sometimes is. I, I wanted to get there a little sooner to see uh, Blood Moon and Accidente, but they were already done. And speaking of done, I saw done. <laughs> that's a that's a two piece uh, doom band, and holy fuck, they were so loud. What are those amp worship bands like? Extremely long fucking chords, and the the amp was just reverberating and shaking the damn walls. It was fucking gnarly. I couldn't even watch the whole damn set because I thought my head was gonna burst. <laughs> Anyway, then I saw D Horn, and D Horn is actually a project uh, done by. Uh, Oh, I forgot his actual name, but he's the uh, he's the guitarist and singer of Swarmer. Okay. Yeah. Remember the band I used to confuse uh, with members of Ditch in the Delta? Right. <laughs> yeah. And when I saw him again, uh, I was like, we met, he said, we met before, right? It's like, yes, I'm Eric from the punk cast, the guy who uh, confused you as Elliot Seacrest. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He took it, a, yeah, he took it with good humor. We were laughing about it. Uh, but his band D Horn, they are awesome. It's just like, uh, you know, it's kind of got the same vibe as Swarmer, at least riff wise. It's got that sludgy, brutal metal, but it's got an industrial overlay because they have a, one of their members does uh, keys and samples 
that just sound make it sound close to like a ministry song. Cool. So yeah, it's pretty uh, it's pretty awesome. It's like as if uh, as if Russian circles had had s- samples put into their music. <laughs> yeah, and and of course vocals, but it was they're awesome. It was great to see D Horn. And then I caught a little bit of Ryle. They were they were also pretty good, but at that time, at that point, I was kind of checked out. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then, uh, yeah, then later on in the week, uh, I was hanging out with my friend, uh, my best friend, Landon, and uh, he was like, hey, is there a show going on? I was like, well, there's a, let's see, there's another show going on at Aces. I don't know if you want to check that out. He's like, well, actually, you know, my friend's birthday is going on. And he was a mutual friend of ours, one guy named uh, Jed Fuller, and he was turning the big 5 0. Nice. Yep. 50, man. Oh, he was, <laughs> he's got up there. And we, we went to his house. He was already fucking plastered, but we hung out there. We drank. We ate some, uh, yeah, some barbecued uh, chicken wings as well as uh, kebabs and brats. And there was some macaroni and cheese. And I fucking gorged myself. And I <laughs> came to regret, regret that later. But we went over to Roja Brewing, and uh, this guy that Landon knew was playing in his uh, band. I don't remember what they were called. I don't remember what either of the bands played. <laughs> you know, I don't know their <laughs> names. They were good. You know, they were like, uh, you know, they were rock. It was fun stuff. Uh, but at that point, I was kind of, I was feeling the effects of all the food, having trouble <laughs> settling in my stomach. And I was like, you know, I'm not feeling too good. So I had to check out early. Dang it. So, yeah, there was, that was another show. That's another one. I, that was one I didn't mean to go to, <laughs> uh, but I had a good time uh, either way. But yeah, then I got home and I just had to rest. And after about an hour or so, I was like, okay, thank you. <laughs> then the other show I didn't mean to go to is the one I've been sort of alluding to in the, in the previous minutes. That was Creeping Death and Year of the Knife. I did not know they were coming. I did not know they were... I did not know they were uh, playing so soon ever since, uh, well, Creeping Death especially, since they had already been here, like, last month with uh, Terror and uh, uh, Black Dahlia Murder. And I didn't go to that show. Should have gone. But I didn't end up going. <laughs> had to. I just got back from Punk Rock Bowling, and I was, like, checked out for other shows. Right, <laughs> yeah. I bet. Or maybe it was prior. I don't, I don't remember, but... Uh, been to so damn many, so damn many. Eighty. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it was before, but either way, they were just here. But now, I guess they're doing another North American tour to support their album that was just released. And I was like, "Oh God, I forgot they released an album." So <laughs> how it happened was my friend called me up saying, "Hey, do you want to come to Creeping Death tonight?" Wait, they're playing. <laughs> oh shit. Um. Well, I guess so. When is it? It's tonight? Um, yeah, I'm shopping right now. Uh, yeah, I guess I can uh, I can go. Good. I don't want to go alone. She had someone <laughs> she was going with, but he bailed, so I was like, okay, I guess I'm your fallback. Nice. But that's fine. I'd like to see Creeping Death again. I think this is my fifth time seeing them. Uh, but Year of the Knife is what got me in, because I'm like, you know what? I've only seen Year of the Knife once. Let's check this shit out. <laughs> Nice. That's cool. So it'd be awesome to see them again. So I went down to the show, missed the first uh, two bands whose names I can't remember, but I was just in time to see what we were just in time to see, Year of the Knife. And yeah, they came on the stage, and that's when I noticed something was off, but I already went over that. (laughs) (laughs) 
so yeah, Madison, she was uh, she's a killer front woman. She knows how to fucking hold the crowd. Man, the thing was, the crowd was not that large. Sure, it was a Tuesday night, but yeah, this was... Uh, I kind of expected some more because uh, Creeping Death has a significant draw. I mean, they're not huge, but, you know, they get people in. But it's because it was Urban Lounge, and Urban Lounge is shitty at promoting their shows, specifically their metal shows. Agreed. Yeah. And I was hearing about this uh, with, uh, uh, with the people I was uh, conversing with, uh, saying that Urban Lounge had only posted about this show the day it was happening. And it wasn't even their post. They were sharing a flyer that was made by on Year of the Knife's Facebook page. They just shared that on their page and called it a fucking day. It's like, you guys are idiots. Wow. Yeah, fire your PR person. Fuck you guys. So yeah, there wasn't a, yeah there wasn't much uh, promotion about it. I didn't know about it for Christ's <laughs> sake. I'm, I can attest. So, uh, so yeah, there wasn't that much of a turnout, but. But yeah, Madison got like uh, most of the people who were watching the show to come up front. You know, she demanded that they come up front. She got some circle pits going. As with as little people as there were, the people who were most excited were making that show happen. So cool. That was that was good. So yeah, Year of the Knife, they were great, and they played a lot of their new songs. And of course, they announced that they were releasing a new a uh, new LP. And all the songs that were new, I'm like, this sounds fucking great. <laughs> yeah. And, and of course, they played some of the old songs. They also sounded great. I'm like, well, let's, uh, let's just hope that this uh, keeps going. Hopefully, no one else uh, leaves this band. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And the funny thing was, I was looking at the merch. I wanted to check out their merch, but I couldn't find it. And the thing was, they had a... They had a logo that sucks. <laughs> I'm sorry. It just sucks. It's it's like all these weird fucking crisp uh, sharpened letters that looks like a metal logo, but I could not make out what it was saying. I thought it was just another band, like a metal band's logo. But no, if you look really hard, it says Gear of the Knife. I got That is a terrible logo. You guys got fucking gypped, whoever designed that. Right. <laughs> Come on, leave those Ill, near illegible logos, logos to all the death grind bands. <laughs> Christ sakes, people. I know, you love death metal. You guys are practically death metal with breakdowns, but you're... Just grant some leeway with the logo, people. <laughs> so yeah, it took me a minute to find their fucking merch, and I was like, oh, okay. Well... Needless to say, I didn't buy anything. <laughs> I mean, the death metal band that you're playing with has <laughs> a more legible logo. <laughs> and speaking of that death metal band, let's talk about Creeping Death. Yeah, they killed it. They were, uh, you, know, you can tell they were kind of under uh, some tour fatigue. So it was kind of hard to, yeah, they were, they were doing their best. They were doing their best to keep the energy up, well, mostly their energy up. Especially their guitarist, whose name I cannot remember. I just call him the... Both their guitarists have long hair, but this guitarist has braids. Okay. <laughs> so, so, yeah. He's the got, one with the braids. Yeah, the one with the braids. He is their... I think he's... You can call him their rhythm guitarist because he wasn't doing much soloing. He was doing some little uh, melodic uh, harmonies and shit like that. But, no, he <laughs> wasn't the soloist. <laughs> but he was... Jumping around, bouncing around, doing like uh, some spin kicks and everything. I was like, okay, at least he's there. He's got more, 
He's a lot more agile than the singer. Nice. <laughs> Probably because he's thinner. <laughs> and a little taller. Uh, not even thinner, he's lanky. Lanky. The the singer, he's uh, more broad shoulders and he's got a he's got a beer gut. So he's a, a little stout. <laughs> a little stout. I remember when I first saw Creeping Death back in fuck, I want to say 2016. Uh, their singer, he didn't have long hair yet, so it was just like all kind of up top. And he and he comes out, he's got his shirt tucked in, has his has his jeans up uh, waist high, and he's just got his beer gut <laughs> out like that. I'm like, you know. <laughs> you were awesome at being a vocalist. Your gutturals are uh, could use some work, but they are you know, a good starting point. But you look so adorable right now. <laughs> <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't help it. But, but yeah, this was like my, as I said, probably my fifth time seeing Creeping Death. And, you know, they, they still killed it. You could tell they were having fun. You know, even though they were, you know, you could tell they were tired. <laughs> Because this was like maybe the this is like maybe the third or fourth to last show on their on their tour. Okay. Yeah, you know, and with the tour with Black Dahlia Murder prior to that, so yeah, I'm surprised they're not. I'm surprised they're still standing, <laughs> let alone performing. <laughs> maybe they're just younger than me, and I'm just jealous. <laughs> yeah, you know, but it's not like they just went off after this after their show and just sort of uh, just sort of disappeared. No, they were hanging out. They were talking to the people and just. Uh, you know, hanging out by the merch table. Cool. Yeah, just uh, just becoming one with the audience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I should have talked to him, but you know, I had to get my friend home. She had to be up early. Needless to say, so did I. So, and we still needed food. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to that show, haven't eaten nothing but a Reese's. So, yeah, that's not much. <laughs> yeah, it ain't. Yeah. So yeah, creeping death and year of the knife. Watching a uh, hardcore band with. Uh, uh, a hardcore band with blast beats and a death metal band with breakdowns. Yes, there is a difference. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, because uh, Bure the Knife they got more of the uh, they got more of that hardcore groove and the you know the sloganeering and everything, but they have blast beats every once in a while. Creeping Death has the blast beats, but they have breakdowns every once in a while. So it's kind of like you uh, put them all together. It's like yeah. You get a full-fledged deathcore band. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's awesome to see that. It's it's just awesome to see that sort of a uh, cross contamination. Awesome in these shows. Yeah, they say mixed genre bills, but I'm like, no, nah, I like cross contamination. <laughs> it sounds more metal. Sweet. <laughs> yep. Anyway, those were the shows that I had attended in the last week. Makes up for the week prior when I didn't attend any. True. Yeah, even though I wanted to. But I don't remember what show I wanted to go see. <laughs> well, whoever it is, you'll have to catch them next time. Yeah, next time. Anyway, talking of next time, here are some of the shows that are uh, coming up. <clears throat> On the 29th, Godflesh, Prison Religion, Last, and Serpents of the Rainbow, all playing at Metro. That's around $40. Starts at 8 p.m. On the 1st of July, Sleep Cult, The Pseudos, and Fern are going to be playing at Lost Acorn Gallery. I do not know where that is or what that is either, but... Here is where its location is at. It's 752 East and 6th Avenue. So that's up in the avenues. Okay. That little neighborhood right next to the college. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, well, that's cool. So that'll be $8. Starts at 7 p.m. On the second, Zodiac Killer, Portraits, Service Weapon, and Honor Code will be playing at your mom's house on Oh, yeah, I already said on the second. <laughs> yeah, And that's the day that Portraits gets back from tour. 
and that'll be $10 and starts at 7 p.m. And then on the 7th, Mandalore, Absolved, Social Stigma, and Bound will be having their welcome home from tour party at the Beehive. That'll be $18, and that also starts at 7 p.m. Also going on the 7th, Venom will be playing with Acid Witch, Enforced, Worm Witch, and Al Ghul at the Metro. That's also around $40. I'm saying around because I'm taking in the, uh, the fees with uh, ticket prices. Fuck you, Ticketmaster. Anyway, <laughs> uh, that starts at 7.30 p.m., and it's a, it's a bar, so it's 21 and up. Uh, then on the 8th, Havoc and Toxic Holocaust are coming through on their tour. They'll be playing with Hammerhead and I Am at the Complex. That's $25 and starts at 7 p.m. Also on the 8th, Some Kind of Nightmare, The Pseudos, Fancy Lads, and Griebler will all be playing at the House of Blues. That is $5.00. Or $10, it's donation. <laughs> <laughs> 5 to $10 donation starts at 6 p.m. And uh, yeah, I'll, I'll finish it off on the 15th. There are three shows hitting up. Uh, you ought to hit up. Gogo Bordello is playing at the Union, 7 p.m. Don't know the price yet, but yeah, you'll figure it out. Right. <laughs> also on the 15th, the Aquabats are coming back with the Agrilites and Left Alone. So some... Pretty hard ska giants right there. That's on the 15th? Is that the same day as Gogo Bordello? Yeah. Shitty. Yeah. Shitty. I know. I know. Well, I guess you have to pick. Yep. Are you a ska fan or more of a gypsy fan? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, the latter, that's, uh, that's at the depot. It's going to be $30 and starts at 6 p.m. And finally, Filth Lords, Goat Sifter, and All Systems Fail will be playing at the DLC. That is the venue at the bottom of uh, Quarters Bar. Uh, downtown that'll be ten dollars starts at 8 p.m and is 21 and up is that the same night as well yes God those damn, last three are on pick. The at least they're totally different genres but i know <laughs> just because they're totally different genres doesn't mean there's people that don't like both or all three of those yes indeed indeed and on the 15th feast or famine uh, sometimes man yeah, I know <laughs> i know it sucks <laughs> so many shows going on at the same night uh, oh yeah, and there's more legends that'll be coming through, but I'll talk about that next week. Awesome. Uh, I got a few to go through quickly, and then we'll get to those albums first. Our, our pal Ronnie, uh, one of the bands he's in, one of them, uh, Heavy Manners. They'll be playing in uh, where's the date? There it is, July 1st, Madrid, Spain. So be on the lookout for. Uh, it's the Heavy Manners Tour. I think I just said Heavy Manners. The band is Crown Court. Their new album <laughs> is Heavy Manners. Uh, but go check them out in Madrid in early August. So I'll be talking about that later. They'll be doing a handful of shows on the East Coast. Then we have Cape Chaos on July 8th. And that's in Brewster, Massachusetts. Bands, vendors, and food. It starts at 12 p.m. It's $20, all ages, so everybody should go. Also brought to you by Audio Epidemic Records. Great label there. And a lot of really great bands, including Lenny Lashley's Gang of One, The F.U.'s, Dead Low, Jobber, Scumbari, Working Poor USA, Bar Fight Champs, and Jerry's Got Jokes. There's a couple of them I don't know, but it makes me want to go check them out because they're on a bill with several great bands I do know. So... Be on the lookout on July 8th if you're anywhere near Bruce, uh, Brewster. It's at the VFW Outdoor Pavilion. Brewster. Uh, it just sounds like uh, the full name for someone named Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> True, right? <laughs> yeah, or like a, the little pet name that your uh, parents give you. Hey, what's up, Brewster? <laughs> <laughs> well, 
A uh, couple shows, uh, Clover's Curfew will be making their way here on the 21st. I think they're wrapping up some of their tour. They have like some gaps in it. I don't know why. Maybe they're staying in some places. But they will be here on July 21st. And Hub City Stompers, uh, I'll mention more of theirs. Their West Coast tour starts on July 14th. But they will be here uh, at Aces High Saloon on Monday the 17th. So that week, feast or famine, but at least they're on separate nights. we get to see the start of the week off with Hub City Stompers and end of the week with a Clover's Curfew. Yep, that'll be pretty awesome. Also, thank you, Kat, for taking on the Clover's Curfew, guys. Because I know that they reached out to me saying if we could get them a show. Hooked them up with my friend Kat, who got them at the show at DLC. Perfect. So, yeah. Thank you. Excellent. Uh, the next one, it's going to be on June 30th. We're going to mention Squillette from Paris. We'll be playing with Criminal Outfit, Dog Face Bastards, Still Pissed, and All Negative Thoughts Inside. That's in Long Beach. Uh, $15, 21 and older, 7 p.m. Supply and Demand is the name of the venue. If you get a chance to go out and see Squillette, you, you should. I mean, Like I said, they're from Paris, so they're traveling a long ways. But they're awesome, and Criminal Outfit, awesome. A lot of those other bands on that bill, great bands. Uh, Sweat, they are from California. They will be doing a West Coast tour. It starts this Friday the 30th in Albany, California, the first on uh, in Sacramento. To be determined on the 2nd, Corvallis in Oregon on the 3rd. July 4th, they'll be in Portland, Oregon on the 5th, Tacoma, Spokane on the 6th, July 7th in Boise. And son of a bitch, the night before I get home, they'll be here in Salt Lake City. So I <laughs> <have to> <laughs> oh, I know the pain. Uh, right? Remem remember my pain with Drain? Yes. And then I heard all the things happening <laughs> at yes. that show. Post Malone even showed up and was watching them on the roof. Right. God damn. If you had to miss that thing, that was a goof. <laughs> Right. Oof. <laughs> that is more of a miss for you. Of course, I want to see Sweat, but not in the same uh, way that you would like to see Drain. I like Sweat. They're on Pirates Press. I think that they're cool. I just want to see them because they're coming to Salt Lake. Uh, they'll be here on the 8th. On the 9th, they'll be in Denver. Uh, I'll be back uh, on the 10th, but they'll be in Albuquerque at that point, and then they wrap up in Phoenix on the 11th. So there you go. Go see Sweat. They're cool. Uh, another show for Squillette. They'll be playing with the Bell Tones, Criminal Outfit, Skinny Pete, and the Meats in Sacramento at Cafe Colonial on July 5th. It's a $20 show. All ages for this one. $15 in advance. That's $20 if you wait to go pay at the door. So you should already know that you should be going, so you should definitely just go get your pay your $15 bucks now. Save 5 bucks. <laughs> uh, on June 30th, uh, Hunting Lions will be playing at Winter's Tavern. That's in Pacifica, California. And they will also be playing with Control Freaks, Skinny Pete and the Meats, and Oil. It's a 21 and older show, unfortunately, but it is free. So for anybody that can get in, go get in. Doors open at 8. Show starts at 9. Uh, I don't know Control Freaks. I should definitely look them up. All three of the other bands on that bill are great bands. Uh, I've seen Skinny Pete and the Meats. I've seen Hunting Lions, both great, and I would love to go see Oil. So if you get a chance, you should definitely go check them out. Land of Wolves, we were talking about them earlier. Their tour for 2023, July 5th at the Shredder in Boise, July 6th at Aces High here in Salt Lake, July 7th at Bar Bar in Denver, and July 8th at the Triple Nickel Tavern in Colorado Springs. 
Go see Land of Wolves. They were awesome. We played them on the last episode. Then uh, Grease Town Arts and Dead Eye Productions presents on June 30th. Uh, it's the Foilies, Perfect Blue, Pay No Mind, and Grease Cult, I think, is what that is. <laughs> it's in Missoula, and it is a 10 fucking dollars, as it says. Show starts at 8.30, doors open at 8. That's on June 30th. So if you're in Missoula and you want to go check out some bands, there you go. It's an all-ages show. And if for some reason you don't know where Missoula is, like if you're not from the West Coast or where we're at, it's in Montana. So <laughs> there you go. If you're on the East Coast, don't go try to go to it unless you want to travel, I suppose. But it's not, not, not driving distance. Uh, here in Salt Lake at the International on June 30th, that's 342 South State Street, it looks like. Folk Hogan and Zombiecock, they'll be doing a $0 show, but it is 21 and older. So go check out our pals in Zombiecock playing with Folk Hogan on June 30th. Free show! And Yay! last one, uh, Triangle Fire. We played them on the last show. They'll be playing in Murfreesboro, Tennessee on July 8th with Bled to Submission and Gum, but that's G-U-M-M, Gum. It's $15 in advance, $18 day of the show. You can go to Eventbrite to buy your tickets. Uh, doors open at 6. Show music start, or sorry, doors open at 5. Show starts at 6. It's at Graveyard Gallery in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. That's all I've got. Eric, unless you have something else you forgot to add, let's get to those albums. I do have something I forgot to add. Um, yeah, I mentioned how uh, you know Portraits is, and Mandalorian Absolve going to have that coming home party. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing is, they're still on tour right now, so I don't want to be doing a dishonor to them without uh, plugging the shows on here. If you're in uh, Tempe, Arizona tonight, they will be playing at The Beast. Uh, I'm sorry, Portraits will be playing at The Beast. That's at uh, 960 West University Temple Drive. Play, they'll be playing with a continent named Coma, Marked for Life, Bite the Hand, and Silk Stockings. Uh, it's uh, $10 and a 21-plus show, so sorry about that. On the 30th, they'll be in Albuquerque at La Chancla. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the... <clears throat> The shoe that mothers, uh, you know, use as a beat stick. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they'll be playing with uh, Atami, Cell Damage, and Zero Silence. And then on the first, they'll be playing in Denver. There is no information as to where they will be playing. Like, uh, I even reached out to, uh, 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 I think Derek handles their uh, their Instagram page. And it was like, yeah, a lot of shit was still up in the air with, uh, uh, with tour dates. So... They were scheduled to play in Seattle, ended up playing in Tacoma. So I don't know if uh, Denver's sort of the same thing. They might end up be playing in, might end up playing in Grand Junction. But uh, you know, if, yeah, just check out Portraits Band on their Instagram at Portraits Band. I think you'll like them. I talked about them on this show before, and they're fucking awesome. Anyway, that's uh, yeah, and then they'll be playing that show back up in uh, back up in Salt Lake on the second. Yeah, with uh, Zodiac Killer. Cool. Anyway, for uh, Mandalore and Absolve, they still got plenty of shows ahead of them. Um, they will also be in uh, Tucson tonight, or Arizona tonight, just not in Tempe, Tucson, whatever. Uh, they'll <laughs> be playing at the Groundwork with uh, In Lessons and Verguenza. On, that'll be, yeah, 7 p.m., $10 to get in. Then on the 30th, they'll be in Albuquerque at La Chancla 
with portraits, talking, playing with, uh, once again, Itami, cell damage, and zero silence, $10, 7 p.m. There you go. Uh, then on the 1st of July, they will be in Gallup, New Mexico, at the Juggernaut, playing with Low Cash Ninjas, Heart Museum, and, oh, wait, that, I guess that's it. <laughs> that is uh, $10, starts at 8 p.m. And then on the 2nd, they will be in Grand Junction, Colorado, playing in Westlake Park Skate Park. They'll be playing with Mert, Cutthroat Youth. I guess that's also... Okay, yeah, I forget the two bands are also on tour, so yeah, a four-band bill is uh, pretty reasonable. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, that starts at 5 p.m. Just uh, bring some donations. And then on the 7th, like I said, they will be back up in Salt Lake City playing with... uh, uh, Social Stigma and Bound. Just a little local show sh- showcase. There we go. So yeah, those are all the shows coming up. If you're in any of those cities or uh, general areas, check out both of these bands. Um, I'm sorry. I'm doing the thing again. <laughs> all three of these bands. Uh, yeah, they're worth checking out. They're some of uh, Salt Lake's heaviest hitters right now. So, they were just in Vegas, yeah. and our pals at Asteroid M Records posted a video of them performing in Vegas. Looked like a cool spot to play, and the crowd was loving Mandalore, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. That's the video I saw was Mandalore playing. Yeah. Got to see Conrad up on stage and all the rest of the boys. It was great, so I think Vegas enjoyed it. And before I forget, uh, our friends in Radio Hate also have a show on Friday, June 30th. It's in Wisconsin. It's in Madison, Wisconsin at 852 Williamson Street. I'm not sure what the venue is, but they'll be playing with Voice of Addiction, Shitbag, and The Qualms. That is uh, $8, first band, or not $8, and it actually is $8, but it doors open at 8, first band starts at 9, four bands, 8 bucks, and Voice of Addiction's coming in from Chicago, so uh, there you go, uh, Shipbag's coming in from Kenosha. Qualms are from Madison, and if you want any other details, head over to our pals at Radio Hate WI on Instagram. That's all I've got. Eric, you ready for an album? Yeah, I'm ready for an album. I thought I forgot another show, but no, it's not until later in the month. So I'm like, okay, fair. Next episode, I will plug <laughs> it. But for this episode, that's all I have. Cool. <clears throat> well, we're ready to get into albums. Eric and I each have one, so here we go. Yep. I'm going to talk about an album by the band This Is Hell. And I played This Is Hell before a few years ago on episode 170, played their song The Search. Now I'm going back to the album from whence that song came, which is the, uh, oh yes, Weight of the World. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Weight of the World. So uh, this is hell. I just realized, well, I just not realized, but found out that there's... Their band name is actually named after the song This Is Hell by Elvis Costello. Oh. Yeah, so that's that was pretty cool. Yeah, it is cool. <laughs> yeah. And I, mean, I think I mentioned this the last time I was talking about them. I'm sure I did. But just in case you don't remember, the first time I saw them was in, uh, was in 2010 on the AP tour. And that was a show that included Polar Bear Club, Emma Rosa, August Burns Red, and Bring Me the Horizon. So this is hell was obviously a standout, <laughs> and I say that because they're a you know they're a hardcore band through and through, and we know they were the biggest takeaway for me. I bought their CD Weight of the World from them because I was like, okay, these guys, do you know what songs they were playing? And they were like, well, I mean they played a little bit of both from both of their albums at the time they only had two, but picks up with the CD Weight of the World. 
This is the album that they played most of the songs you heard tonight. Okay, bought that, motherfucker. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Weight of the World is their third studio album, and it was put out on Rise Records after they split with Trustkill <clears throat> for the first, uh, yeah, for the first two. And, yeah, I know Trustkill's kind of got a... Uh, Kind of got a history of uh, swindling bands and shit like that. Many bands have gone on record, including like Walls of Jericho and Terror of their uh, of the misgivings of Trustkill Records. So, yeah, nice to know that this the world uh, this is this is hell got out of that right for Weight of the World. Now, what is up with uh, Weight of the World? Well, that featured a new rhythm section. They got a new drummer and uh, bassist, and. Two, there were uh, two songs that were released on a previous EP, which was called Warbirds. And the song The Search and Worship Syndrome were, all, were both released on there. And then they were re-recorded and repurposed for this release. Now, when I say that they were a hardcore band, I mean they were hardcore music from the, the 2000s, similar to bands like Down to Nothing, Pull Your Card, Guns Up, uh, the bands that were kind of following the guidebook as was laid down by Terror and Hatebreed. <laughs> So yeah, it's a it's but it's good shit. I'm a sucker for that shit. So, so yeah, I was listening to their album and thinking, oh, I want to play this song. And I was I looked at the title. Oh wait, it's the search. I already played that. Well, what else can I play on here? Well, I chose the, what is among the shortest songs on this record, and it is "Outcome the Bastards." And it plays off more like a crossover thrash with a riff that is strikingly similar to Cotton Amash by Anthrax. Cool. <laughs> yeah. If you know what Cotton Amash sounds like, it's... Yeah. When, you, when I play the song, try and listen to that similarity. And the song itself is uh, calling out the two-faced solicitors of religious dogma and, uh, and challenging them to confess their sins, which they are also arguing is... Worse than theirs. <laughs> it's like, okay. So basically, practice what you preach. Not, yeah. Yes. If you say, if you're telling me to repent, well, you start repenting now. <laughs> what the fuck have you got on me? Hmm? I got some shit on you. Anyway, this is their, uh, yeah, this is one of the shorter ones coming in at a minute and uh, 33, something like that. Yep. Yep. It's Outcome the Bastards.
pretty damn brutal. Right? <laughs> so, yeah, that's their, uh, like I said, that's more of their uh, thrashy one, the sort of crossover one, and, uh, you know, a hardcore band without a breakdown in one of their songs. Pretty crazy. <laughs> but don't worry, I'll get you covered with the uh, next song that I have here, which is called Snake Eyes, and this is their longest song. This is uh, it's almost five minutes. It's like a four and a half. Four forty-six. Th- yeah, pretty crazy. Yeah, and yeah, but it has a reason because this song has everything. <laughs> it's got a dance-inducing main riff, some rallying chants in the chorus. It's uh, it's tone and sparing use of melody in the vocals in conjunction with the guitar sound. Like it sounds like they're dipping into Comeback Kids pot a little. <laughs> And there is not one, but two breakdowns with enough call and repeat chance to induce pileups aplenty, which are split up by a guitar solo. So yeah, it, it plays the, all the ends of, of the field. <laughs> and the song is about, once again, calling out abusive authoritative figures, but in a more general sense this time. As you know, you're rounding out the album and just like, yeah, you know what? Everybody, everybody who's uh, done me wrong, fuck all you guys. Right. Fuck you. (laughs) And yeah, they're doing that and just, uh, while also conversing the importance of cutting them out of your life. So yeah, I'm like, yeah, you know what? I'm in a kind of a state of reevaluation with the people of the people with whom, whose company I keep. I'm like, yeah, you know what? Maybe these people ain't so cool after all. <laughs> Maybe they're not so detrimental to my existence. I think I can afford to lose one or two of you. <laughs> Maybe you won't even notice. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> for those of you going through that, uh, here's Snake Eyes. And no, not the local bands. I know I'm going to be getting so many questions. For this. <laughs> not really. This is the song Snake Eyes by This Is Hell. <laughs>
Yeah, it just kind of uh, plays out till it fades out like that. <laughs> but yeah, so that that kind of made up for it, right? Right. <laughs> so yeah, that was This Is Hell. And yeah, I got to say, after having uh, discovered those guys some uh, fucking 13 years ago, Almost 13. It will be 13 years this November. Awesome. Yeah, because I remember I went to that show. I was wearing my little Misfits shirt and my gray sweatpants <laughs> because that was the o- those were the only pants I could wear comfortably since I had a fucking boot on my broken ankle. Ooh. Yeah, but I already bought the ticket to this show. You're damn right I was going to show up. <laughs> Just couldn't mosh. Yeah, yeah. I know what he do. Yeah, no, I saved that for when I saw Bad Religion a couple weeks later. <laughs> they said, keep the boot on your leg for uh, six weeks until it heals. D- try to avoid doing any running or doing any uh, strenuous activity. I was like, uh-huh, okay. Uh-huh. And I was compliant <laughs> until Bad Religion came on. I was like, oh, fuck, nope. I don't care if I have to get surgery. I'm going to fucking mosh my brains out to Bad Religion. You were compliant-ish. <clears throat> Yep, and then uh, yeah, then the overlords of Greg Graffin and company took over. <laughs> I know, but it was my first time seeing them in a in a club show, anyway. And it was with Bouncing Souls and off of their heads. Awesome. So yeah, good lineup. Yeah, it was a damn good lineup. It was a damn good show. For yeah, second time seeing Bad Religion, second time seeing Bouncing Souls. As I had seen both of them the year prior on the Warp Tour, <laughs> and Bouncing Souls played right before Bad Religion there as well. Awesome. Yeah, since then, I've seen Bad Religion uh, 11 times. I've seen uh, Bouncing Souls now six times. So there we go. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a a fucking diehard. What else can I say? So uh, anyway, speaking of that, this is hell. Our fucking awesome. (laughs) If you like what you heard here, listen to uh, their other records. They're actually pretty decent as well, but this one's the best. (laughs) Cool. All right, well, my album is The Ruffians. That's R-U-F-F-I-A-N-Z, in case you're going to look them up now. Ruffians, Ruffians, Ruffians. Exactly. Uh, They're from Montreal in Quebec. I got an email from Denim Denim Demon Records on the 14th. They sent over the album, digital version, and got to listen to it. And, man, I think it's awesome. It's really cool. It officially was released on June 23rd. And... It is great. So the band uh, has been a band since 2003, so 20 years as a band. Congratulations to them. But I don't know what they were doing in the window. Their first album, Straight Outta Disorder, came out in 2008. Well, 15 years later, you get their second album, Straight Outta Dystopia. And it's a pretty great album. It has been 15 years, but it is pretty cool. Uh, It is a 13-track LP, and... Uh, I've got two tracks, so uh, spoiler alert, I'm going to keep just the very first track, which includes the intro, and then the last track. I'm going to do the bookends, and there were so many other cool ones, but I just liked the way it opened and the way it ended. The ending track is the title track, and the opening track, which we'll do in just one moment. I want to mention real quick, in Europe, the Ruffians will be doing a European tour I'll talk more about it on other episodes as it gets closer, but July 21st, uh, they will be IT. Where the shit is IT? What's IT in Europe? Man, who do you call? Italy. Who do you call when you can't find IT? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Must be Italy. And then I think CH, yeah, Zurich is Switzerland. And then that's the 22nd. And then they will be on tour through... 
August 5th, which they will be playing at Rebellion Festival. So that'll be in Blackpool. But there'll be uh, several shows in Germany, Czech Republic, Belgium, France. Uh, a lot of great shows that they'll be doing. Poland is even on there. So you can head over to the Ruffians' social medias and you can see that one. I'm going to talk about their record where you can get it after we do the track. Let's do the track. The first track here, I'm going to play the first and then the last. And uh, the first one is, includes the intro. So it's still only like three and a half minutes long total, but the intro goes on a little bit. But you got to listen. Keep in mind, remember, the band... Last release was 15 years ago. So here you go. Uh, the intro and Smashing Skulls from the Ruffians off of Straight Outta Dystopia. Yeah. Were they in that band too? <laughs>
Well, that was uh, that was pretty rough, right? <laughs> Great stuff. Smashing skulls after 15 years. That's what they're leading it off with. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? It kind of is. <laughs> <laughs> so great, great street punk. Ruffians are great. If you haven't heard, go listen to that first album, Straight Out of Disorder. Uh, this one does have a lot of great tracks. It is a great album. 13 tracks. We're playing two. We played one. We're about to play one more. If you want to go order the vinyl, I think it's still pre-order. You can go over to uh, their Bandcamp page. Their uh, vinyl is a black, no, sorry, red with black splatter. It's not black with red splatter. It's the other way around. Red with black splatter. Really cool looking. And depending on how you want to order it, there's a variety. There's gatefold. Uh, also comes in black if you are into just straight black for your vinyl. And they do have some cool t-shirts. The artwork's great that goes along with it as well. So at ruffians, sorry, not at the ruffians, mtl.bandcamp.com is where you'll be able to go order that. Or you can just get the digital version if you don't do vinyl. But if you don't, you should consider it. Pretty cool. Sounds great. Looks great. <laughs> <laughs> just put it in a put it in a little case and have it hanging on your wall. There you go. <laughs> Especially when the artwork's as cool as this one, and it is cool. Uh, we are going to wrap the album up with the track that does wrap the album up, which happens to be the title track, and it's straight out of Dystopia. So, one more off that awesome album. Here is more of the Ruffians.
God damn. Right? <laughs> yeah, they just, the aggression is real. <laughs> yes, 100 miles an hour, they put the foot on the gas for that album. It's awesome. My kind of street punk there. Uh, Ruffians are great. Go check out Straight Out of Dystopia. Uh, again, on Denim Demon Records, and we are going to wrap up the show. Eric, what do you have that is uh, not so punk? Yeah, not so punk, but I don't know. You can argue if it's well-known. Yeah. Because of the song by the band in which it was written, uh, by whom it was written, I should say, uh, have so many other popular songs, especially from the one where this album rests as well. Right. Songs like... Hey Jude, and the Glass Onion, you know, the one that talks about the walrus, <laughs> and Revolution, and While My Guitar Gently re- Weeps. Right. So, yeah, in case you uh, don't know, this is a song by The Beatles. Yeah, I'd, I'd never thought I'd be playing a Beatles song on here either, but I never thought I'd be listening to The Beatles <laughs> as of late. <laughs> the thing is, the Beatles are a band right now that are so goddamn popular. I mean, they're bigger than Jesus. <laughs> yeah, the, the 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 fucking Beatles. But yeah, the band that everyone loves to hate and the one that everyone hates to love sometimes. <laughs> because of the hate that all the fans get. They're like, they're overrated. They're not a rock band. They're not even that cool. They were just a pop band. I'm like, hey. Sure. <laughs> God, they're so they've only been a band for ten years. They were only a band for ten years, and yeah, they had so much influence. It cannot be understated, right? You know, and yeah, people can say what they want about the Beatles. Were they the best? Eh, not really. It's really <laughs> up for a taste. But they were the most profitable. They're the ones that like had the image. They're the ones that brought rock and roll out of the 50s and into the 60s, into the limelight. Whereas guys like uh, Chuck Berry and Buddy Holly, Elvis Presley, and uh, Jackie Brenston, Bill Haley, Jerry Lee Lewis. Right. <laughs> oh, God. And, uh, you know, any, and Little Richard, you know, all those guys, they were either, uh, you know, dying or pursuing different endeavors. Or just getting into really weird situations and really weird scandals that uh, sort of uh, killed their mojo. <laughs> and But, you know, when the 60s came around and they tried to make a comeback, well, I'm sorry, but Beatlemania has taken over the world. <laughs> and I mean, it's sure the did. world. The fucking world. They were the biggest fucking thing. So, yeah. Need I say any more? Everybody knows the Beatles history front to fucking back, you know? You know, from when they first started off as like a simple four guys, two guitars, and all of them sang a little bit, to all the weird shit that they did in the later half of their career, and some chick named Yoko apparently breaking them up for some reason. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But yeah, I don't need to get on a technical edge. The song that I chose was Back in the USSR. Why did I choose this song from their self-titled album, or otherwise known as the White Album? Well, because when I was little, my parents uh, listened to the Beatles. It was my my dad's favorite band. Yeah, it was one of my dad's favorite bands as well. Yeah. Okay, yeah, not one of my dad's. It was my dad's, one of his favorites. (laughs) Jesus. The English language is so fucking weird. (laughs) Anyway. But yeah, uh, basically my dad, he was, you know, he grew up in the, the 60s and 70s, so he was surrounded by that music. And... 
you know, I was exposed to it because every time we went in the car, he was always playing like uh, some Rolling Stones or some CCR, Pink Floyd, Warren Zevon, Neil Young, whatever, you name it. He had it in there. And the Beatles always came on and he always had the White Album playing. And I loved that song because the first uh, five songs I could always sing along to. The one that I always hoped that he'd be playing was Bungalow Bill. <laughs> hey, Bungalow Bill. What did you kill? Bungalow Bill. Yeah. Probably because it was so easy for my little <laughs> eight-year-old brain to catch on to it. But, but I loved it. And so why am I not playing that one? Well, because back in the USSR was the song that I noticed my mom actually sang. And the thing was, my mom, she's not exactly musically adept as my dad, but she does know some, some music. And the Beatles, yeah, that was also her generation. She so knew of that. So I remember she was driving me and my sister to school one day, and she had the Beatles playing in her car, and she was singing along to this song, and it was like culture shock for me. I'm like, wait, you know this song too? Because I thought my dad only listened to music at that that point in my life. (laughs) So yeah, that was uh, pretty funny. So, But it latched on to Back in the USSR, because also, technically, it doesn't sound like a Beatles song. It sounds like the Beatles are emanating the Beach Boys. (laughs) Yeah, if you listen to it, it sounds like it's, it's got that West Coast uh, surf vibe to it, despite the fact that it's, uh, you know, kind of uh, calling out communism and uh, it's sort of popularity contest. This was like sort of post-McCarthy, McCarthyism in the, at least in the U.S. So it didn't vote over well in the U.S. too well. But yeah, you know, that's uh, sort of the price you pay when you're a fucking held up on such a high pedestal. True. Yeah, And this was deep in their career. This was eight years in. So, yeah, this is the first song that you hear on the Beatles' White Album. I bet it's not what you were expecting, all you people who are old enough to remember that, (laughs) who probably could give less of a shit about this show. (laughs) But maybe this will turn you. This is back in the U.S., back in the U.S., back in the USSR. Well, the 
So yeah, there you go. That was uh, <laughs> that was the Beatles that were actually emanating uh, some of the some of uh, the USA's greatest rock and roll counterparts. I said the Beach Boys, but also Chuck Berry because he has a song called "Back in the USA." Right. Yeah. And yeah, and I'm looking it up now. The lyrics were actually uh, sort of a parody of you know Berry's patriotic sentiments in the United States. Yeah, and the narrator in this song is uh, you know, expressing relief upon returning to the Soviet Union after having visited America. <laughs> so, so, yeah, I think that was uh, pretty funny. And also explains why, uh, you know, it has such a Beach Boys sound to it, because they're trying to make it sound as American as fuck. But, you know, is that my favorite Beatles song? Probably not. I don't know what my favorite Beatles song is, even if, if and I have one, you know? It's just... <laughs> They got so damn many, but this is the Beatles album that I go back to with the uh, you know with fond recollection. And yes, is the album with the infamous number nine, <laughs> number nine, number nine. God, I hate that. <laughs> I, I like the rest of this album. I even love it, but God, what the fuck did you do there, Yoko? <laughs> I know that was your idea. The fucking number nine. What even was that? What was that song called? I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, no one should remember. I think it was, uh, oh yeah, Revolution 9. Speaking from Lennon, Harrison, Ono, and George Martin, their producer. Oh, yeah. That was stupid. <laughs> it's so boring and just droning and just aimless. Oh, fuck it. That's, that's the one bad thing I got to say about this album. The rest of it is actually pretty kick-ass. Right. So yeah, wide album. Listen to it. It's got, it's a dual CD case. <laughs> And I think it's uh, three records long. I think so. Yeah. Pretty cool. So, yeah, that's uh, that's all I got to say about the Beatles. I know I could say more. A lot of people could say more. It would take up a whole day. Right. But I'll leave it at that. All right. I've got thrash metal. Eric did the classic rock. I, I'm wrapping to show up with some thrash metal. Hell yeah. Uh, the band is Legion. They're from Barcelona and Catalonia. Uh, their first release came out in 1989. This specific release came out in 1992. Uh, they th- this release that we're going to cover here is Labyrinth of Problems, and yeah, it's that thrash metal that's kind of. I mean, you'll hear it here in a moment, but it's kind of that stepping away from hair metal, but kind of still has some of those sounds as well. Uh, it's kind of like speed metal. Yeah, uh, the band. Their last release was this release in 1992 until in 2002 they put out a new album called Legionize. So 30 years after they put out a new one, uh, Demons Records is reissuing this one, Labyrinth of Problems. Uh, DMS sent us on June 13th 
copy of this to check out, so I want to talk about it. And if you like vinyl, well, guess what? You have another opportunity to get Legion's Labyrinth of Problems. Uh, the track we're going to check out is called Dead on Arrival, which uh, is also, it looks like Dead on Arrival is also on Legionized. So let's listen to the track. We'll talk more about it after. Here goes. So I had it kind of right. Legionized is an EP that they released on Demons Records. This track is not on it. It's on Labyrinth of Problems, just like I said. Demons Records doing a re-release of it on vinyl. So there you go. What did you think of Legion? Well, that was definitely thrash. Mm -hmm. That was definitely thrash. I wasn't quite sure of the, uh, uh, the more hair metal influence. I listened to the whole other album, or the rest of the album, rather, and I think it kind of had some of those elements, but not on this specific track. Okay. Because, yeah, the... But yeah, they're the sp- definitely thrash metal. I don't want to put out that they're hair metal. Oh, yeah, they are thrash. But when I think of speed metal, I think of guys like uh, like Megadeth or Overkill or shit like that. It's like when you compare hardcore punk to skate punk, it's like, yeah, it's got the speed, but they are definitely different. One is uh, more melodic, and one is more gruff right you know <laughs> that's the best way i can compare uh, thrash metal to speed metal because you know speed metal it's sort of like uh yeah it's fast but you got a lot of uh, nice little soaring melodies from the vocals and just uh, how the guitars just kind of ruminate off of each other but when i think of thrash i think of fucking slayer man <laughs> <laughs> well good stuff they're out of Bar- barcelona go over to demons records and check out that reissue on vinyl uh, of Labyrinth of Problems. We're going to wrap up the show now. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in and listening all the way up to this point. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon Music, Player FM, Podvine, Verbal, and slcpunkcast.com. Pow Radio's up and going. Uh, after I get back in about two weeks, we'll definitely be pushing more, waiting for the Apple app to be finished. The, uh, what is it, uh, Google. That app is done <laughs> as of like two days ago, so... Great. You can go check it out there and listen to it on the app. And 
the bands are found at PNDFTW on Instagram, at RTLPunk, at The Disorderlies, at CIDB.band, at XYOTKX, and that is for Year of the Knife, at DeadStreets.PNW, at Double Fisted Band, at This Is Hell NY, at The Ruffians, at Legion Band Official, and the shows at SLC Punkcast. Eric, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me on my personal Instagram at scaryuncle underscore Eric underscore SLC and find me on, uh, find my bands rather on Instagram uh, anonymous at anonymous underscore band official and the apathetics at the apathetics dot SLC. Uh, find us on Facebook at anonymous SLC and the apathetics and find us on Bandcamp at anonymous SLC dot Bandcamp dot com and the apathetics dot Bandcamp dot com. And if you listened in on the last episode, was it the last episode that I had a, a a piece of the apathetic song? I think so. Yeah. So basically, you know that uh, new apathetics, at least, is in the works, and it's almost done. New anonymous is also in the works. We're making some decent headway. It's uh, overall, it's sounding fucking great. So That's awesome. At some point before the end of this year, you'll have music before. Uh, excuse me. You'll have new music from both bands. Yeah. Apathetics uh, before the end of the summer, more likely. Awesome. Yeah. And hopefully by around fall, yeah, I hope to say closer to summer than winter, fall. <laughs> but, but we know how frivolous fall is in this fucking state. Right. Yeah. Hopefully the new, uh, <clears throat> the new anonymous uh, tracks will be released. Going to be two songs that we're working on. Cool. Yeah. And uh, also check out the SLC Hardcore page on Facebook, at SLC Hardcore. I'm doing my best to... Uh, Keep up with all the happenings and goings on in uh, bands in the city, along with including merch, shows, and everything of that. So, yeah, I'll be on there promoting as much as possible and as best as I can. Awesome. All right. That's it. All right. Bands are found on Facebook at PNDFTW, at Reason to Leave Punk, at Disorderlies NW, at CIDB Moshcore, at Year of the Knife, at Dead Streets at Double Fisted Punk, or sorry, at Double Fisted Band, at This Is Hell NY, at The Ruffians, at Legion Band Official, the shows at SLC Punkcast. Once again, thank you everybody for tuning in. Check us out on the podcasts, check us out on the social medias, check us out on POW Radio. Uh, that will definitely be growing here over July and turning into something hopefully really cool. Right now, it's just got a lot of really cool music, so it's Definitely a good alternative to listen to and check out music on a 24-hour-a-day basis. Not that you need to listen to it then. It just means that wherever you're at in the world, you can turn it on and music is going. Uh, Thank you for tuning in. Eric, any final thoughts before we wrap up the show? Uh, No, not really. Just uh, if I could reiterate what I said earlier about uh, sort of me being in a uh, state of uh, (laughs) reevaluation. It's like uh, just sort of... uh, just sort of looking at what people whose company I am keeping and company that I kept but want to still hold on to, you know. So that's kind of where I'm. Uh, that's kind of where I'm going right now. Last uh, last episode, I said that I had finally been seeking uh, therapy and am scheduled for that this uh, uh, this coming uh, July twentieth. Great. Yep. Uh, so yeah, just a lot of work to be done on myself and. Hopefully you guys are all working on yourselves too, for better or worse. It's things will work out. Things will work out. Anyway, that's that's all I got to say. Play the fucking outro.